This is your host, Victoria, and in today's episode, we are talking about overcoming the victim mentality. Over the past two weeks, we've been talking about the drama triangle and doing a deep dive into each of the three roles of the drama triangle. Last week, we spoke about the position of the rescuer, and this week, we are diving deep into the position of the victim. As usual, I would love to know where in the world you are, what you're doing as you listen to this episode, so please take a quick picture of where you're at right now and tag me on Instagram at Victoria Sardane so I can feel like I'm right there listening to this episode with you. I really hope you enjoy this episode, guys, and let me know what you think. Welcome to the Victoria Sardane Podcast, where you'll discover actionable tools, tips, and tricks as well as inspiring conversations to support you to change your own reality. We all have immense personal power within us. We all have the ability to be the person we look up to the most and take charge of our lives and our future. Sometimes we just need a little insight, a little change of perspective, and a friendly nudge to take the step. Are you ready? Today we are diving deep into overcoming victim mentality. So last week we spoke about the position of the rescuer, we spoke about what it was, what the dangers are, and how we can get ourselves out, and we're going to take that same framework into the role of the victim today. So let's get straight into it. What is the role of the victim? Who is the victim? Well, the victim is the one who feels like situations are out of their control, out of their power. It's really characterized by a feeling of powerlessness, of hopelessness, of feeling rather oppressed, and they essentially deny responsibility for their position. So they feel like, you know, they are in the situation they're in because of an external force that has nothing to do with them. There's phrases that come out in particular, such as, you know, poor me, why does this always happen to me? Nothing's my fault, or this isn't my fault. There's really this sentiment of self-pity. And this might be something that you notice in people around you. Do you notice that there's somebody who's constantly thinking, well, this is somebody else's fault? And it can be something quite draining to listen to. And one thing that's interesting about the position of a victim is that it's always a lot easier to notice it in others than it is to notice it in ourselves. So as much as somebody in particular might be coming to mind when we're going through this episode, what I encourage you to do instead is do something that's a little bit more challenging. And I know it's challenging. I'm right there with you. I feel very passionate about this topic because I personally have found myself in the position of the victim a lot and pulling myself out was really probably the catalyst to my personal development journey. So I know it can be challenging to realize that you're putting yourself in the position of the victim, but trust me when I say we've all been there. There's definitely a time in your life in which you've taken the position of the victim. So that's what I encourage you to do today. I'm going to challenge you on that because I'm your coach. That's what I am here to do. I'm here to challenge you. So let's go through it together. More descriptions of the victim, just so that you can really cue in to when you have been the victim in your life. The victim is also characterized by the sense of waiting. It's waiting for things to change, waiting for external things to shift in order to be able to change other things in life. So it's really feeling like things are out of our hands. And it's also this sense of waiting for somebody to come save them, waiting for a savior or waiting for a rescuer, as we spoke about last week. 
The victim really seeks two things. So they seek the rescuers I just said, but they also seek a persecutor. Something that's interesting about the victim mentality is that when we're talking about the victim mentality, we're talking about somebody who feels victimized. So this is very different from somebody who is victimized by, let's say, crime or something more serious. It's really this feeling of being victimized that is more or less made in our head. And we're gonna go through in just a little bit why somebody would choose the position of the victim because it's really a place that actually a lot of us choose to stay in, choose to stay stuck in, and there's reasons for that as well. So they seek two things. They seek the rescuer and they seek the persecutor because the persecutor gives them a reason to remain a victim. There is no victim if they are not being persecuted by someone or something. It doesn't necessarily have to be a person. It can be the economy. It can be the government. It can be the environment. It can be their workspace, their job, anything like that. But they're always finding a persecutor to justify their role of the victim as well as a savior to help them get out of it. But in a strange way, as we'll see in a second, those who really find themselves stuck in the victim role long-term tend to be those who actually, in a weird way, enjoy it as well. So as, much as they're see so as much as they're seeking a savior to help them, what they kind of actually really want out of the savior is not necessarily help, it's confirmation that they're allowed to be the victim. So they want the rescuer to come in. They want the rescuer to say, you're right. It's all this other person's fault. Poor you. And then they can feel comforted in holding that role of the victim even more. So why would somebody choose a position of the victim? Because we just said it's a really powerless, helpless, oppressed position, right? That doesn't really sound like a very fun or interesting place to be, but there are reasons why we might stay here. And the reason is because we might feel good when others take care of us or pity us. And maybe that's something that we're seeking. And maybe that's something related to our past or to a low sense of confidence, but we're essentially seeking others to pity us, to take care of us, to feel bad for us. It also allows us to kind of stay in our comfort zone. As long as we have an external reason that is out of our hands for why we are stuck in the position we're stuck in, we can't actually step in and make a change, right? Because it's not our fault, it's that other person's fault, or it's that and other things fault, or it's the government's fault. So we stay in a position of comfort in this position of the victim, and we also avoid responsibility. Taking responsibility is hard. It is the solution. Taking responsibility is an important part of what makes life worthwhile. However, it's difficult. And when we're in the role of the victim, we don't take responsibility for what we're in, for the position we're in. It also means that we're right, right? And as humans, we love being right. So if we're in the position of the victim and it's all somebody else's fault that we're stuck in the position we're in and we can't do anything about it, then we are right. We don't have to admit that maybe we're stuck in the position we are because we haven't made the necessary changes, because we haven't made the necessary effort, because we haven't taken power over our life. No, 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 no. It's not our fault if we're in the position of the victim. Therefore, we are right to be doing what we're doing. I'm going to go through with you just two examples just to hopefully make this a little bit more clear and to hopefully guide you to understand where in your life you have taken this role before. 
So one example is a personal example. When I first graduated university, I was doing a specific job and I was actually working a lot more than my allocated hours. And I was doing this because I was saying yes to everything. I was taking everything on board. And I wouldn't necessarily say it was from a position of the savior or the rescuer as we spoke about last week. I would actually say I was probably doing this to really try prove myself because this was a new job. I wanted to show that I was hardworking, that I could take lots of responsibility. So it was relatively positive, let's say, but it got me to a point where I really started feeling like a victim. I remember at one point I was complaining to my boyfriend and I was saying, I'm working so hard and I'm just nonstop and look at the extra project I've taken up. And I stayed at the office until I don't know what time last night. And I was seeking him to be the rescuer I needed to say, oh, poor you, you're right, it's not fair. But he really didn't step into that role. <laughs> he actually told me, look, Victoria, if you're waiting to get a pat on the back every time you stay an extra hour in the office because you chose to stay an extra hour, because you chose to say yes to an extra project, well, that's just not gonna happen, right? You made the choice to fill your plate. You made the choice to take more on board. And as long as you keep saying yes to everything that's asked of you, no one is going to simply stop giving you extra tasks. It is your role, it is your responsibility. So that really struck a chord with me, first of all. My first reaction was probably something around defensiveness. <laughs> However, hearing that really made me realize, oh my God, I'm taking the position of the victim here. I'm feeling bad for myself. I'm in this place of self-pity thinking, oh, poor me, I'm working so hard. When in reality, I was the one saying yes to everything. And that really snapped me out of it. And I realized, okay, I need to take responsibility for where I'm at. Either I say yes and I engage in the extra projects with pride and confidence, or I say no because I have too much on my plate and I don't want to do more than my allocated hours. So that was really helpful for me in realizing that that was a position where I was really taking the part of the victim. And as I said, you know, I was relatively self-aware at this point in time, but I still slipped into this position of victim without being aware of it. Another example, which is actually from a client of mine, recently she was telling me how all of her friends are more interested in spending time with their partners than spending time with her. And she'd really put herself in the position of the victim here, thinking, poor me, all my friends wanna do or hang out with their partners and I'm single and I'm sitting here alone and no one wants to hang out with me. And I asked her, you know, did, did they tell you that they would rather spend time with their partners than with you? And she said, well, no, but they haven't really offered to do something. And I said, well, did you offer to do something? Did you suggest something? And she said, well, no, because they're probably too busy with their partners. So this is where assumptions come in. And assumptions is a whole other topic that we can go through in a different podcast. But this is really the idea of once again, being in the position of the victim, thinking, poor me, no one wants to hang out with me. Everybody's too busy. Instead of taking the responsibility of saying, I wanna see my friends. I know they have partners and they have other things to do, but I'm just gonna suggest, hey, how about we all meet up on Friday um, and catch up? And if anybody wants to bring their partners along, we can do that as well. So those are some examples of the victim mentality. Hopefully some of those spoke to you. What I'm gonna go through with you now quickly is what is the danger, what are the concerns with taking on this role? As I said, it's really one of powerlessness and of helplessness, so it's not positive, but there are reasons why it is extra unhealthy to be in this position. One is that, of course, it gives us no sense of personal power over our life. It makes us feel like we are not in control 
of the direction that our life is taking. And this can lead to really low confidence. When it feels like life is happening to us and the world is just spiraling in circles around us and we have no say in anything that's going on, then of course we feel low in confidence. We don't feel like we have the ability to step in and to make a change. This could also cause a huge slump in motivation. If we feel like we don't have the power or the ability to make change, then how the hell are we supposed to feel motivated to move forward in certain projects? We think, well, I might as well not even try because anything I try do just works against me or the world just works against me. Or whenever I try hard in something, just the opposite result comes about. Another struggle is that can really damage relationships. Maybe you've even noticed this with some of your friends who are constantly revolving around self-pity. It gets a bit tiring to listen to. And if you're in that position, then other people might get tired of listening to that as well. So it is a really big danger to take into consideration. I would say the one relationship which would not get damaged is actually the relationship with the rescuer because the rescuer loves having a victim to take care of and the victim loves having a rescuer because when they have a rescuer it means that they don't have to take responsibility for their concerns they can drop their responsibility on the back of the rescuer and on top of it a rescuer hopping in helps to confirm their victimhood another way in which victim mentality can be really dangerous is that you actually can end up placing those you love in the position of the persecutor so the example of my client that i mentioned before she was feeling upset because she wants to hang out with her friends, right? So if she wants to hang out with her friends, we can assume that she likes her friends. But by positioning herself as the victim, then she's automatically positioned her friends as the persecutors. They're the ones causing her to be in a position of victimhood because they apparently don't want to hang out with her. That's her assumption. So she's actually placed her friends that she likes in the position of the persecutor, who's the kind of quote-unquote bad guy. Another and last big danger is that the victim can move very easily and very quickly into the position of the persecutor. And I noticed this with myself when I was in that position of the victim where I felt like I was you know, doing extra hours and I was working so hard and maybe felt like I wasn't getting the recognition that I wanted. At some point, I started getting really annoyed and almost a bit angry thinking, you know what? I'm tired of this. Why do I always end up in this situation? And it actually started coming out as a little bit of aggression. And that is dangerous as well. So those are the dangers. Those are the concerns. Now, what can we do about this, right? We know this is a position we wanna step out of. It's not easy realizing it is always step one, but let's look a little bit deeper. First of all, when we talk about any of the roles in the drama triangle, whether it be the rescuer, the persecutor, or the victim, it's all based on ego, it's based on lies, it's based on power, and it's really based on being quite self-centered. So you might notice that a lot of the words or the phrases that characterize the victim are things like, poor me, why does it happen to me? It's always harder for me. It's very me, 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 right? And in a weird way, it's kind of similar for the rescuer because the rescuer thinks it's up to me to save everybody. I need to be there. They need me. So also, once again, very self-centered. So the idea of actually moving out of any of the role in the drama triangle is leaving behind the ego, leaving behind defensiveness, leaving behind search of power and moving into a place of honesty and vulnerability. And that begins with being really self-aware and asking, 
am I being the victim here? Am I playing the role of the victim? Am I waiting for somebody to give me a pat on the back or stroke my hair and say, oh, poor thing? Why? Why do I feel like I need that? And in reality, if that's what I'm waiting for, then, then I need to get out. This is not healthy. And we can do that by moving from the position of the victim into the position of the creator. So the victim focuses on problems and sees problems as an obstacle and the creator creates solutions to the problem. So the victim might find themselves spending their time complaining. The creator instead sees complaining as a waste of time and says, let's stop complaining and let's start creating. Let's start finding solutions. So the first mindset shift that we need to take on board when we want to move from the position of the victim to the position of the creator is really remembering that we are responsible for everything in our lives. And of course, the environment has an impact, right? We know this, but we are responsible with the way that we react to this. Personally, when COVID hit, I remember making a really big promise to myself. I said, I can so easily fall in the position of the victim here. I'm a small business owner. I was focusing a lot on consultancy for hospitality at the time. And I was thinking, I can so easily fall into the position of the victim thinking it's so much harder for me. Businesses are closed. Hospitality is shut. I'm losing all my clients. And I made a pact with myself. When COVID hit, I would not take the position of the victim. I would pivot, I would change, I would do what I need to do in order to find solutions, but I would focus on solutions instead of focusing on problems. And that really helped me. And there are times where it was hard. It was really hard to overcome that mentality. And I could feel those victim voices creeping up, but I always told myself, okay, enough of that. Let's find solutions. And that was the first realization. We are responsible for everything. Yes, lockdown might happen. Yes, we lose jobs, we lose projects. I'm right there with you, I get it. But we choose what we do about it. We choose if we wanna find a solution, if we wanna pivot, if we wanna try something new, if we wanna grab it as an opportunity. It's about grabbing life by the balls, essentially, excuse the expression, and saying, all right, I'm gonna do something here. I'm gonna move forward. I'm gonna find a solution. The second huge realization is that everything is a choice. Everything in life is a choice. Another huge time in which I personally found myself in the position of the victim was when I felt like I was a victim to the super rigid fitness and health routine I'd placed on myself. And this might sound a little bit ridiculous, but I'd put myself in such a cage where I had to work out this many hours a day. I had to eat only this many calories. I had to follow exactly these macros. I couldn't go out to dinner because I had to follow my meal plan. And I felt trapped in the world I had created for myself and I felt like a victim. And when I finally realized this is a choice. Why am I a victim? Who am I a victim to? In the end, I was actually a victim to myself. I was my own persecutor. And when that clicked in my mind, all of a sudden it became crazy to me that I was my own persecutor and that I had chosen this. I had chosen this life and I had chosen to put myself in the position of the victim. That is the second big realization. The third one is asking yourself, what can I do here? How can I move forward? What can I do? Yes, we have constraints, we have boundaries, there are lines on either side of the road, but it's for us to decide how we drive. 
What are you going to do from here is the question to ask yourself. And the fourth thing that can really help move from the position of victim to the position of the creator is really goal setting. Because when you set goals and you break those goals down and you have a vision and you work towards something, you accept that you have personal power. You accept that what you do matters. You accept that you can have a vision and you can make the steps to work towards it. And I think that's why at the beginning, when I started my kind of personal development journey, it really started with fitness because I loved the idea that I can have a goal, I can break it down, and I can work towards it. And it really gave me the sense of kind of control over my life. Of course, I took it slightly to the extreme, as you heard in the previous example, but it is something that helped. And creating those goals and working towards something is something that can pull us out of the position of the victim and really build on that confidence as we remember that we have the ability to make changes in our own lives. All right, guys, to wrap this episode up, I'm going to leave you with four reflection questions. And what I suggest is that maybe you go for a walk, you think about these questions, you reflect over them, either journal about them, reflect over them in the shower, choose a time in which you will do this reflection, especially if the position of the victim was something that really spoke to you. The first reflection question is, what is an area of my life in which I'm playing the victim right now? I guarantee there will be an area of your life somewhere where you are playing the role of the victim. So ask yourself this question, where are you playing the role of the victim right now? The second question is, who are you placing as the persecutor? Sometimes this can give us such huge clarity in realizing that we are placing people we love in the position of the persecutor, and it just sounds so weird and so twisted that we just think, okay, I need to get the hell out of here. So it can really give a nice shift of perspective. The third question is asking, how am I personally responsible for this? We all have a part of responsibility to play in everything. So ask yourself, even if you feel like your part of responsibility is small, doesn't matter what small part of responsibility do you have to play in this scenario. And the fourth question is, what can I do from here? Can you give yourself a goal or a milestone to work towards, to take one step out, to cultivate that personal power, to remind yourself, no, you know what? You are in charge of your life. You're the one to call the shots here. If you're tired of the position of the victim, if you're tired of hearing yourself whine and feel like the world is against you, then this is your chance to step out of that. What are you going to do about it today? Okay, I really hope that that was helpful, guys. Now, when we talk about the position of the victim, of course, I've reduced it to something relatively simple. There's so much more to it, especially work on getting to know ourselves, understanding ourselves, knowing what are our values, what are our beliefs, what are the limitations that we've placed on ourselves throughout our life that have caused us to take this position the victim. What are our long-term goals? What is our long-term vision, mission? There's so many aspects to stepping out of victimhood. If you wanna take this a step further, then I encourage you have a look at my Self Mastery Solution program. It is my 12-week personal development program. I'm opening up the second cohort of this program beginning of July. We're starting on the week of the 5th of July. If you feel like you're ready to step out of a position of victimhood, to call the shots, to decide what kind of person you want to be and how you want to show up in the world, then send me a message on Instagram saying, Victoria, tell me more and I will give you all of the details. 
In the meantime, guys, I will see you next week for a brand new episode.